I experienced, I think, a taste. I feel like God was saying, here, take a sip, but I need you to go back. That is amazing. So what do you feel like would have happened if you'd gone into the sixth realm? I I think I would have died. Wow. I wow. know I would have. That's a, wow. Wow. Hey Freaky fam and welcome to Let's Get Freaky podcast. I'm your host Tommy Cullum. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're all well. We've got another fantastic show for you today guys. But before that, have you had any paranormal experiences? If you have, we'd love to hear from you and we would love to have you on the show. So get in touch with us. You can email us at letsgetfreakypodcast at outlook.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. You can reach us on any of those platforms. Get in touch with us. Anything that you've experienced that is paranormal, we would love to hear it. Even if you don't want to come on the show and you just want to share it with us, that is great too. I love talking paranormal and I love hearing people's stories, whether it's ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, or more missing time, uh, crazy dreams that have come true, anything paranormal that just doesn't fit. I love it and I'm here to talk about it. Okay, today's show, guys, is a fascinating show. We've got Gina from Texas. She's an author. She's absolutely brilliant, wonderful lady. She's had a lot of paranormal experiences. The very interesting thing about this show today, well, there's a lot of interesting things, but one thing that happened through through the show, that uh, through the recording of the show, which I have not experienced so far, uh, was some big technical difficulties that um, obviously I've cut down because they lasted too long for you to listen to, but you'll get, I've left some of it in so you'll get an idea of it. It seemed to be, as we was talking about this certain entity, um, spirit who Gina uh, calls the captain now every time we discuss the captain for whatever reason as soon as we start talking about him the audio goes funny I uh, was losing signal and we just couldn't really we couldn't get his story out we couldn't talk about him for some reason you'll get the sort of gist of it fascinating stuff I mean it could be a coincidence but it's a strange one. It happened three times. We tried to, every time the captain was mentioned, the audio went funny. Everything went, it was very, very strange, very freaky. Um, but you'll hear it on the show. Fascinating stuff, guys. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Let's get freaky. Okay, guys, we are now joined by Gina, all the way from the USA. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. That's excited. Nice to talk to somebody over the seas. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're in Texas. Yes, hot yeah. Texas. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. It's not so hot here in England today. That's good. <laughs> Don't have the stream of it up, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you? Okay. Yes, I am. I am enjoying the weekend. Got another one, and then. You know, off to the races. Yeah, that's it. Cool. So you're an author. I'm sorry. You're yes, I am author. an author. I write. I write horror movie. Uh, worry horror movie. I write horror books. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a couple of coming out. And I also they're paranormal. 
there's a little bit different twist from horror because I talk a lot about the ghost and I talk a lot about the demon. So it's horror, but it's paranormal type of horror. Wow. Okay. So what got you into that sort of thing then? Um, I've always had a fascination with paranormal. I've always um, been very sensitive and I, I've always wanted to write. So I had to have two combinations and um, I started going on ghost hunts and um, shortly after uh, a near death experience. So wow. when I was a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, I was always able to see spirits and then people thought it was insane. So my mom was kind of like, you know what, you better not talk about that stuff. And then I guess it was about probably about 14 years ago, 15 years ago, I had a real serious death experience and um, where I flatlined and I was out for a few minutes and I came back and my little gift just went haywire. And um, so I started working with, you know, started working with paranormal investigation teams. And I was like, how do I get people to believe me? And of course I got reassurance with EVPs but what happened when I, I had one spirit one time say, just take my picture. So I took her picture and she came out very clear. And so wow. I guess you know, some people have gifts for, you know, geometry and engineering. I guess my gift is, is I could take some pretty cool ghost pictures. That's cool. I think that's how you found me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did. I see some of your pictures on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Really cool stuff. Yes. So you said you saw ghosts when you were a little girl. Can you tell us more about that? Um, I remember my very first experience um, that I actually can remember physically saw them. I know my uh, parents always saw sights and said you know, there would be certain smells when I was a baby and I looked like I was laughing or talking to somebody that they couldn't see. But I was. Um, it was the Christmas that I was four years old. I heard something out in the living room and I go out there and... Um, there was a woman, she was in about late teens, 17, 18, um, standing there. She had on a tatter jeans. She had on an orange and reddish plaid shirt. And she had on the side of her head, I could see all this blood coming out. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, didn't understand what I was seeing. And I didn't understand at the time she was just needing help. Well, it just so happened that that particular Christmas, my parents had gotten me this bride doll that stood about three, four feet tall. Um, it was taller than me. And they just assumed that it was that because it was wearing white and, you know, it where the it was kind of in front of the window. So if a car went by, it certainly would have illuminated the room. And so they were just insistent that that's what I saw. And for years, they laughed about it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here seeing all sorts of strange things that are around me. And it wasn't until that I was able to tell them things that, um, like, for example, my grandfather would come visit me a lot. And it wasn't until I was able to tell my mom outfits that he wore that I had never seen her, seen um, him in before, but she had. Wow. And I was able to tell her things and then, you know, tell her things that I should know. And so then the joke was, well, maybe she has a sixth sense, maybe she's psychic and nope. <laughs> Somebody was giving me that information. Wow. That's so, amazing. Yes. So we, and then, go ahead. No, sorry, you go. So, I mean, it just, that was like the stem of it. And 
So I did try to spend time ignoring it, especially when we went to strange places, even though I would be sometimes confused. I'd be talking to people that weren't there. And then all of a sudden, you know, I realized that, um, uh, that there is something there, just nobody else could see them. But when um, I was in the hospital and I was recovering and they had, you know, they, uh, cause I'd lost quite a bit of blood. They had to do blood transfusions and all this stuff. And there was this lady that kept comforting me and her name was Grace and just all of this stuff that, um, you know, she'd, um, she'd go and she'd talk to me cause I had, I had my son there and she'd go and check on the baby and tell me he was special and, and the baby knew he was, you know, she was there. And, um, a few years later, after this experience, I met with a paranormal investigator that was showing me how to do EVPs and captions and things like that, even though he would joke like he didn't need one. And his um, wife, God bless her soul, um, at the time, she was in the same hospital a few years before, and she had come across the same ghost. And so it was really cool that somebody could believe me. And this ghost, she was very... Um, she was like Native American and she had an extremely round face. She had certain features that you wouldn't, and that she described to me that she, you know, you wouldn't have known. It's not something that you would typically see. And so she knew, you know, and she knew the, you know, because her nurse's uniform, she wore a skirt, a straight shirt. She had a hat. Of course, you know, the nurses in Texas are all in scrubs and <laughs> hairs and ponytails. So this lady knew a lot of things that, about this particular this particular spirit that you know she had to have seen her herself which was also you know refreshing to me because then it was like wow somebody's seeing the same thing that i'm seeing and it was actually yeah it was his wife so um i do miss her she died a few years ago but um it that always was pretty cool for me it was a cool experience to meet people like that and that's when i started really posting my pictures online Yes, it's to promote the book, but it's also cool to meet like-minded people that experience the same type of situations. Yeah. That's amazing. So when you see these spirits, are they mm-hmm. like full-bodied or? Most of the time they are. And there have been times that to me, I see them like I'm seeing you. And then there are oh. times that I feel that there's something there, but then I don't see anything at all. Um, I know the Minger Hotel is a hotel in um, San Antonio, Texas that we go a lot and it's filled with spirits. And there was this one lady that um, she had stopped me in the hallway and she was just chatting along and I saw her full body. You know, she just looked like somebody that was there and she was just real sweet. And I had my son with him, with me and he was about 10 at the time. And I mean, and I knew he could sense things. I just didn't realize that he could. Um, that he was gifted as well and that's what we tried to call it and he was like but he doesn't see them as clearly as I do and he just he kept talking kept talking I was like don't be rude because the lady was being nice to him she was a really really sweet person and then when she you know finally left he's like mom she has no feet and that's when I turned and I realized that you know she was floating she didn't have feet and that's when I realized And he explained to me that he knew she was there, but, you know, to her, you know, to him, she was more transparent. So, um, 
you know, digging, doing a little bit of digging and realizing that there were other people in the family that had the gift. But, you know, I'm from the South, so, you know, they just kind of call us crazy and, you know, they let us come to Sunday dinner, but they talk about us behind our back. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, though. So how often would you see these spirits? Um, sometimes I see them quite frequently. Sometimes I'll go forever without seeing them. Sometimes yeah. I'll know that they're not, that they're there. Um, but I don't, you know, but I don't necessarily see them. I mean, you know, I'll be always looking around. I'll hear that feeling occasionally. I can hear them talking to me. Um, and like, I know a situation, um, I just recently, in fact, I've, I'm getting it. It's an editing now. I just finished a book about, um, it, it's based loosely based off the serial killer Dean Coral. And his grave is real near my is close near to my house. And um, when I was there, I was like, okay, I was like, really, there's a real negative vibe there. And, and I wondered because he was really this particular case was the first case in America that was ever points a serial killer. And he killed boys, little boys. And I wondered if there was any of his victims that was in that particular cemetery because his victims were spread throughout the Houston area. And I heard a young man, he said his name was Michael. I couldn't find his gravesite there. And he said, you know, he, he wouldn't give me much information. It was like he was kind of suppressed. I could vaguely see him. He was like a thin veil, but I took his picture. His picture came out clearer, but what was interesting was in the background up against the tree is a picture of, you can see Dean, Dean Quirrell. And I actually, um, I posted that one on Instagram because there's a, there's a very, there's a picture of him on, on, you know, on the internet. And it almost looked like that somebody took that picture and carved it into the trees, the tree, because it's like blended into the tree, but it's very distinctly his profile. And, um, I was just like, I didn't know he was there. I mean, I sensed, yeah, there's something there that's not cool, but I didn't, you know, realize that, you know, he was physically there because I couldn't see him. Yeah. So I think it's more like if they want me to see him or not, or if they want me to hear them or not. Sometimes it can be very, very vocal. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Wow. That's amazing. So when you're... Go ahead. Does it scare you when you when you're seeing these spirits? Do you get um, not anymore. Sometimes it unnerves me. It depends where I'm at. I had a situation last Christmas. Um, I, me and my husband, we went up to Canton, which is this place in Texas. It's like the biggest. You know, want to be supposed to be the biggest uh, um, uh, trade show or, or like flea market practically in the world but it's a really cool place to go but they have this place where they have like little um places that you can stay off of the mountain and the mountain has burned down several several times and um to, to the point where i think a lot of the places are just closing down well i woke up in the middle of the night and i woke up my husband accidentally he's what's wrong and i'm like there's a ghost in here but she wouldn't talk to me and so I was just like, the heck with it. I'm going back to sleep. And then I don't remember this, but my husband remembered this was I started talking, but the voice wasn't mine. And he said it was distinctly a woman's voice Said the name, you know, I said I was Jenny, but she was talking through me. And this was something because I actually had um, 
one investigator want to use me as a vessel to be able to talk uh, to, and I was like, no, I'm not going to be a human Ouija board. That was my feeling of it. And when this lady did that to me, um, it made me really uncomfortable to me. me. That scared me because I was like, no, you can't take over me. Yeah. And I think that's the only time that I really felt unnerved. Like, you know, the spirit was really overstepping its bounds. I've met some ugly, hateful spirits before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've met some that were very aggressive that have physically attacked me. Wow. But I've never had one that literally dove inside of me. Yeah. And I started doing some research. And interesting enough was it wasn't the name of the person that died there. It was she was shouting out the name of the person who started the fire. And she was still they were still waiting for trial for this person. And she was actually being accused of because oh. two people died in that fire. And so this lady was being held on charges and was being accused of arson and murder. And so I think now looking back, I realized, okay, so maybe this lady was just trying to let somebody know what happened to her. Mm. Um, I just couldn't, it was like, well, she could have just told me that she didn't have to do that, but maybe she didn't know. Yeah. Well, and you said you got attacked as well. Yes. I have had yeah. several occasions where they, um, really they can really get aggressive actually at the marshall house in um in savannah georgia we have there is a captain there that will wake you up in the middle of the night he's also attacked my husband too but he wow. tried he has tried to help you know hold us down in bed and i remember waking up and having like bruises all over me and even in the middle of the night waking up and having bruises all over me but what was weird was at that same hotel in that same particular room because we've actually been there several times. We love the place. It's a great place to go. But that particular hotel was a um, hospital during the Civil War. Right. And so there was a lot of nurses going there. And I remember one, um, because, you know, we all just into the paranormal. And my son and um, my husband, um, they went on a ghost where I wasn't feeling well. And uh, I said, you know what, I'm just going to stay at home or stay back in the hotel. I need to get some rest. And I was woken up in the middle of the night by a female spirit that told me um, I need to, I need to eat something. My blood sugar was low and I, cause I'm diabetic. And I was like, so in that same exact room that I'm being attacked, I have this other spirit that's helping me. Wow. So, so sorry, I missed that last bit that you said there. Uh, the last half a minute, I missed what you were saying. Okay, so I was talking about the ghost in um, Marshall House at, yep, in Savannah. Yep. And it was the same, you know, that same exact room that we were staying in where this captain, that I could see very clearly, very aggressive, yeah. was attacking us. It was in that same room where this lady was waking me up in the middle of the night to let me know that I needed to eat something. My blood sugar was dropping. Wow. So, I, I feel like, you know, that's why I try. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want us talking about this, do they? <laughs> no. And the thing is, is I will tell you that I tend yep. to be surrounded by spirits. And yep. actually the house that I live on um, is called that. It's on Battleground Estates. And it's where um, this whole land that's by where we are, yep. it's where the Battle of Santa Ana occurred. And so I remember moving into this house and there was always 
some crazy things, a lot of just residual stuff, harmless yeah. stuff. But yeah, I tend to have some electrical problems around sometimes. Yeah. So hopefully that's not on my end. <laughs> yeah, they don't want us talking about it. <laughs> sometimes they don't and sometimes they do. Just yeah. I've taken pictures where it was like me 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 take my picture next take my picture next really? like, like little kids coming out and then there are others that they just they, that like they're freaked out that they know that you know they're there yeah so yeah they're humans yeah and you, you do have some spirits that are just occasional introverts yeah yeah so sorry you uh, going back to your what you were talking about before so you had the captain and the lady in your room Yes. And they were sort of going against each other, is that? Um, I don't feel like they were going against each other. I feel like they both had an agenda. Right. With the captain, I don't even know if it was like a personal attack, because one thing he kept doing was he kept pulling on my left they are going again <laughs> sorry Jenna. Yeah. lost you again okay. it feels like this captain doesn't want us to talk about him <laughs> Probably every, not. Time, every time we talk about the captain it goes funny it's strange yes probably um doesn't want his story probably out not. <laughs> yeah. um he doesn't have a problem attacking you in your sleep yeah oh no <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So when you take these photos, how often have you caught something that is definitely uh, a spirit? Frequently, like mm -hmm. more times. I mean, sometimes I just go through and um, I find I, a lot of times I see things or I'll catch things that I didn't see that I didn't know was there. I just might have an urge to go in a certain direction. Yeah. Um, but I also, with that said, I love history and I tend to go to a lot of historical sites. Um, I, you know, instead of like running away from what I can do, I embrace it. And yeah. so I do, I'll even like when I go on vacations, I'll look for places that are known to be haunted. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it does help me um, a lot. I feel like that it helps me a lot in my writing. Um, I I feel like that a lot of times they'll even be encouraging. And I'm, honestly, I've met more friendly spirits than I have hateful spirits. Oh, that's good. So, But I do get quite a bit of photos, especially when I, I go out. Um, you know, and it's interesting because my husband may be taking a picture of the same thing or I'll be with a friend or something and they'll be taking a picture of the same thing. Yeah. And it won't show up on theirs. Wow. So it's specifically like it's it's for you. Sure. I don't I don't know if I'm just real fortunate. I just I think maybe I just happen to be better at knowing where they're at. Oh, okay. So I think it's, it's more than anything. I really think anybody can do it. And I also think that sometimes if people would just go back and look at old pictures and like really blow them up, you yeah. might see something you didn't realize that you caught yeah yeah i've actually got a picture um we was at the zoo mm -hmm. this is going to sound crazy but we was at the zoo and uh we took a picture of a lion 
in the cage at the zoo. And my granddad had recently passed. And we actually see, we don't know if it was something to do with a mistake in the camera because it was, a, a, you know, one of the cameras that you throw away after you've taken the pictures, mm -hmm. after you've got it developed. My granddad's face was actually in the lion's head, basically. It was, it was yeah. so strange. That does happen quite a bit. And he could have been just visiting with you during the day because sometimes spirits do drop in to see what's going on with family. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're haunting you. You know, they just sometimes they want to check in. You know, we miss them, but um, they miss us as well. And so it was just like when my son was born, my grandfather came frequently. And ironically, he was born on his birthday and he always smoked cigars. And at least once or twice a week, the house would just fill with cigar smoke. And I didn't always see him. Sometimes I did, you know, and if, but the few times that I did see him in the house, he was standing over, um, uh, he was standing over my son's crib or he was standing over me while I was holding my son. And um, he just, you know, he just wanted to see the boy that was born on his birthday. He wanted to see his great grandson. And, you know, the, I don't feel fear on something like that. No. I think, and I think that was probably what was going on with you, with your grandfather. He was there. Um, uh, with the Dean Coral thing, though, and his picture showing up in the tree, yeah. I think that was a power control thing on his side. Yeah. Now, he's not somebody I'd want to take home. So, I mean, in fact, my no. husband wanted, because he wasn't with me the first time when I went to see the gravesite. He, he was curious today, so he wanted to see him. And uh, we went there. And I was like, you got to yell at him goodbye, goodbye. And I always warn him. I was like, you've got to yell at him goodbye. And I said, no, you don't understand. This guy, you really need to say goodbye to. <laughs> that, that is terrifying. Yeah. To have a spirit like that around you, that must be absolutely scary. Yeah, absolutely. I would not, you know, I, I, I like I said, I just wrote the book and um, it was in editing and I knew he was just buried down the street and so just kind of out of morbid curiosity, I went. It wasn't like I was going to ask him permission. And I did change his name for the book because I, you know, it's a paranormal horror. Yeah. But the crimes that he committed is loosely based off of his. And so there's a lot of similarities. Um, and so, you know, I just, you know, you get kind of get curious. He's right there. A lot of people are disgusted at the fact that he's in that cemetery because he, he killed over 30 boys and he tortured them in the Houston area. Yeah. Wow. And you see him standing there. That is, that is, that's freaky. Well, I didn't see him. I saw one of the kids that claimed that he was one of the victims. Yeah. He didn't pop up until the, and he popped up in the picture. Okay. okay yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and he, and like I said, his face was embedded in the tree. Wow. Did you see that picture? Was it on a digital camera that you could see there and then, or was it, did you take it home, develop it, and then see that? It was on a digital camera. And but I didn't look at it because a lot of times I don't even look at them until I leave. I was more focused on the kid because I could tell that he was uncomfortable and I wanted to see if I could get him to pass because yeah. he said he wasn't buried there, that he was trapped. And I wanted to see what I could do to help him. Wow. That is amazing. So would you consider yourself a medium or? Clairvoyant and clairassessing. 
Yeah, more of a and more of a clairvoyant or a clairsessant. I won't let you know. Like I said, I'm you know I'm not going to play that game where a spirit can just take over and you know yeah. they have a message and if I'm able to talk to them, I will if they're mm-hmm. willing to talk to me. Um, but I mean, it's not like you know I walk around and I have people's you know grandmother or you know or a friend or something. Um, you know, basically, you know, not, you know, knocking at my door saying, Hey, I need you to tell so-and-so this, there Mm -hmm. have been a few occasions where I, um, I, you know, where I've been, I teach and I've seen like maybe a spirit attached to a student and it was just somebody looking over them. And then I, my husband who is having some heart issues and he was taken to the emergency room, um, in June. And so we were waiting there in the emergency room and I didn't see a spirit walk by and he poked his head in and I was like, you know, trying to like, do you need anything? You know, I'm kind of busy here. And he's like, I just wanted to say, hi, I'm here for a pickup. And God, I feel so bad because I turned to my husband. He's like, what's going on? I was like, oh, somebody just died. And like, maybe, you know, like less than five minutes later, um, uh, you know, they were calling cold blue, code blue and calling for the chaplain. Wow. And so my husband's like, why do you have to do stuff like that? Wow. Yeah, but he was, he, again, he was just a friendly guy and he was going to pick up his wife. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Do you think we ever, well, obviously yourself, do you ever, do you think you ever meet people that you think are living, but they're not there? Yes. Yeah. Like the one that was in the Minger um, hotel that I was chatting with and I just loved her. I just thought she was, um, adorable and because I was seeing her so solidly um, uh, I thought you know I thought she was living just kind of dressed you know different um, yeah. and I mean the way people dress today I mean yeah now that I think about it okay so she was wearing a maze costume but I mean it also kind of looked like a maxi dress which is real common especially in the Texas heat and so I just thought I was just talking with someone it wasn't until my son saying you know she has no feet and then there was another time in Bonaventure Cemetery in Savannah, Georgia. And I see this guy, there's this one area of the cemetery. It's a Catholic cemetery, but there's one area of the cemetery where there's people buried that they said are not blessed or baptized. And at first when I glanced, I thought I saw this guy. He was really kind of dressed in old garb. He looked like an old priest, but he was really solid. And when I actually, the first time I saw him, I thought it was a statue. Because, I mean, there was just so many details, and I saw them, and this place is filled with beautiful statues. And so I was trying to, like, zoom in. I was like, I'm going to go over there. And my son was like, that's not a statue. And I was like, what? He was like, statues aren't transparent, and they don't move. And then my husband was like, what's going on? And by that time, I'd already taken the guy's picture. And sure enough, yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, But it does get kind of confusing because, I mean, Sometimes I'll bump into them and I won't know what's going on. I'll just think it's another person that I'm talking with. And then sometimes I'll see something out of the corner of my eye or I'll see something and I know that they're a spirit and um, that that's needing some help. And then sometimes I just don't see anything at all, but for whatever weird reason, they'll show up in my pictures. Wow. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. So in the area that you live in, is everyone really open to this? Is it quite, is it? Uh, 
I tend to give it a cigarette. Like I do not talk with it at all, you know, um, you know, at my work. I have a few people that do know and they'll come and they'll ask me questions if they have something going on. Um, but of course, you know, and anything that they come and talk to me about, um, it, of course, I always keep it confidential, but I don't ever, um, you know, it's not something really I talk a lot about. They do know that I'm an author. They know that I write some really kind of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have met people along the way, like, you know, that are psychics or that are paranormal investigator, like my friend and his wife, that they are very open to it. Um, fortunately, thank God, my husband is open to it. We've been together for almost 30 years and, um, without him, (laughs) I think I'd be completely alone because I do realize that, yeah, I come across as being crazy. I come across as a nut and I have been in situations where I've been with friends and I'll see something and I'll take a picture. And like this one person I was with, she didn't believe me. And so I showed her my phone. I'm like, did you see her? And she was like. And she even admits, she goes, I don't know why that's there. I was with you when you took it. I can't deny it. But she didn't, she, so whenever, you know, I do things with her and I see something or I take a picture of something, I'm real, real, you know, I, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to show you this. But I'll go to another friend who's extremely open to it. And she's like, she can't, she, she can't stop looking at it. She gets all excited. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is being afraid of the unknown. And also not being able to understand. I, you know, I can't, I don't understand why I can do that. And some people can't, but I also don't understand math and fractions and geometry. And some people can do them like crazy. So it's, you know, it just, people are different. We're given different gifts, I guess. And so, um, you know, I just, I just try to be very respectful when I see them. I try to consider it a gift, even when sometimes I don't want it to be a gift. And just go about my life. Yeah, it it must be difficult as well. At the same time as it's a blessing, it must be difficult. It is really difficult, especially like if you're someplace, and I've been in a place a couple of times where I know that they're messing with the lights or I know that they're doing something and I can't say anything. And sometimes, like I remember there's this one guy who I, I think he was an old janitor for the old building that I was like, I kept having to visit. And I almost felt like he was mocking me because he knew that I knew he was the one doing it. And everybody's else, oh, great, there's a breaker, there's this, there's that. And I'm like, no, it's this old dude that's just really being a pill. Oh. <laughs> and so. That is so cool. Yeah. So do you do you feel like you've got you've got ghosts around you as we're talking right now? Um, I feel like that there are maybe spirit guides around me. I don't see anybody here. That doesn't mean that they're not here. Yeah. Um, I, a lot of times, if they are, and if I don't acknowledge them, they would be giving me a signal, so I don't see a signal. I do think, though, a lot of times when I'm writing, I think that they come around a lot because sometimes I'm writing. And I have no clue. You know how you watch a show and you can predict what's going to happen next? I can't predict my own story. I can predict all the stuff we're streaming, but I can't predict my own story. I sit down and write. And I have no clue what's going to come out on that paper until I'm done. That is so cool. Thank you. I'm definitely, I want to read your books. How many books have you got? Right now, I have Tinia Hall out, and I'm currently working on Tinia Hall The Possession. I have 13th Hour out. I also, I've, um, I've just finished Coma, and my publisher, my publisher is doing the layout process of that. Um, I've got the Pied Piper Prince that's coming out. 
Um, and that's the one I told you about that the story is loosely based off Dean Coral. And yeah. then I've got a lot of stories in the making. Well, that's cool. Thank you. Love that. So, so I'll share I'll share the links on the show description so people can find your books. That would be awesome. I appreciate media. it. And follow me because I will keep posting those pictures. Yeah. Um, I feel like that by posting them, it, it does spread some awareness. You know, there's always some skeptics. So this isn't real. This isn't real. Okay, yeah, that's you fine. Do that, it, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain it. You know, it. You know, if you can explain it away, go ahead and explain it away. That's just going to make them mad. Um, and and usually the people, the way I figured is if I'm taking their pictures. And they're coming out, especially when they come out so clear, they're wanting to be seen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I remember I went, we went to a house and there was this house that we were looking at that I just really fell in love with. And of course my phone dies at the moment I walked in and then my watch dies and I'm like, okay, this place is so haunted. And it had so many ghosts, but then I finally get everything set up. And then this one lady, she really wanted me to buy the house so bad. And she kept showing me things all over the house and all these neat little things. And the realtor was freaking out. And he was like, they really want to sell. They'll probably give you, they'll, they'll, they'll probably, and it was already way below market. And he's like, they'll probably make a deal with you. They just really want to unload this. I really want to load it. I could tell he was looking nervous. And this lady sitting there going, oh, they're just such piss hands. They're just such, the, excuse my language. But she was just <laughs> like telling me about how awful they were and how awful they were to the house. And this place was just loaded with ghosts, but she was, she, she must've been a town gossip when she was alive. Cause she had to tell me everything that was wrong with this place. Wow. And, and it, it was actually, it was very comical. And the crazy thing is I really did like her. You know, if I was ready to move right then and there, I probably would have bought the house wow. just because I enjoyed her so much. But mm -hmm. there were also a lot more spirits there that um, some of them were talkative. A lot of them were photogenic. But I also think that some of them might have been what was also chasing people away and why they didn't want to keep the house because there was just so many of them. Yeah. How do you deal with like, the, the nasty spirits? Um, how do I deal with the last experience? How, how, no, sorry. How do you deal with like the nasty spirits that maybe aren't welcome in that? I do a lot energy. of prayer. I pray right. a lot and I pray to the archangels. Yeah. Um Anytime that I go into a place that I know absolutely is haunted, um, or if I'm doing an investigation, I pray. And it's kind of come, I do the prayer of protection, and it's almost to the point where I'm just doing it daily, um, just, you know, before I even going into some place. Because you never know what you're walking into, because just because the place may seem new, the land isn't. And just like you walk into nasty people when you go to the grocery store you yeah. walk into nasty you know spirits that just they may have a nasty personality um usually it's what i find is that they're angry about something there's a reason why they're not passing over and mm -hmm. a lot of times it's because they're scared or they're vindictive um sometimes they're just confused sometimes they just don't want to pass and so I take all of that into consideration. And just like I try to treat the living, I try to treat them with kindness, but realizing that they're also going to be very judgmental. And also what I've also found is some of the spirits have are angry because they can see us 
and they don't necessarily understand. Our time has changed. You've got somebody that died in 1910 and they're haunting a place in 2022 and it's a completely different cultural. So mm -hmm. you're going to have these, you know, they may not be understanding um, of how we look or how we act or how we dress, how we talk. And so they're trying to maneuver and haunt this world, so to speak, in a world that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. um, they love to mess with cell phones, probably because they don't really know what it is. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. Now, if they do know, they will sometimes use Siri to send messages, and I do find that funny. Really? Yeah. What, they I had through the phone? Yeah, I had a spirit one time. I had my iPhone charging, and then all of a sudden, it, I, I, this was several years ago, and this it starts going through, dogs out, dogs out. And it was like, what? I thought I turned you off. <laughs> and then I'll look out the window, there's my dog. So, oh, the dog's out. No way. <laughs> and That's I, amazing. I thought that was like really funny. And um, because I know that they could turn it on and off, but I wasn't used to somebody, you know, using that as an actual speaking tool. Of course, I've done EVPs and, you know, all those other different things because there's some voices that I simply can't hear or maybe I hear a rustle and it could be, you know, the rustle of the wind or it could be somebody talking to you. But this was, to me, a comical way of how they were and probably maybe it was, you know, a newer spirit, you know, maybe somebody who lived during the time of cell phones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they used Surrey to let me to send me the message that the dogs were out. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So do you think, I know this is a difficult question, but do you think all spirits are people that have passed that are, are not passing to the other side? Or what do you think? I think there are multiple different things. I think that sometimes family, like your grandfather, comes to visit for a day. They yeah. do have that ability to do that. They've gone, they've gone through their realms. They do have that ability. They just want to see their loved ones. Um, peek in at a baby that was born, um, peek in at, you know, a celebration, um, even visit their own funerals, which they will do. And then there are ones that are staying around because they don't want to pass over. But what also I have uh, experienced too is residual hauntings where you have that echo where something is happening back and forth. I know this house, like it, it was on a battleground and for the longest time, and I think we finally like completely passed it after I cleansed the house several times, but there was a soldier that would walk back and forth in the hallway. And this house wasn't even built when he would have been walking up and down. And I know the animals in this neighborhood would act really wild, especially at night. And again, I remember, well, this was the battleground of Santa Ana. And which is a big Texas type of deal. And so um, I think that that sometimes they're just reliving a situation over and over again. And maybe it's not even them, but it's an imprint of them. Yeah. But I don't feel like we need to automatically fear them. Yeah. We just, we may not understand them. We may not understand why they're here. But there's a lot of people I don't understand. And I've had more living people hurt me than dead people. Yeah. Wow. So have you got any other 
freaky things that have happened that we've I know we've spoken <laughs> a lot about ghosts. <laughs> oh well we can talk about ghosts. We can talk about all sorts of different freaky things. I have had situations <laughs> this has actually only happened as I've gotten older where I, I've been to places and somehow I'll like be zapped and I'll I'll see what they're seeing back in that time that they were. Or it's wow. almost like and it was like I didn't even know like astral projection was a thing. Um, but I remember being very close to a tragedy and for about 30 seconds I was actually like my it was like I could actually see that tragedy going on and that was really freaky I actually went to a psychic counselor like what's happening to me and she's like oh you know we have gifts and well they mature and develop and guess what you're gonna start seeing a lot of stuff and I think that that was prelude to what was happening in Canton when that woman was trying to take over um I was in a house, visiting a house in Mississippi, and it was a really cool house because it was built through all these different things that I, I really like. Again, I love history. And like this um, house is built in like four different architectural time periods. And it's also known to be very haunted. They would do this. They do um, haunted tours and stuff there on the weekends. But we were visiting during the day. And there's this um, little girl trying to get my attention. And what I liked about the house was they it was filled with antiques and they had ribbons, color-coded ribbons for the time periods to let you know when they came and who it belonged to. And this little girl and um, was trying to get my attention and suddenly for a brief, very brief amount of time, I was back in that room during that time period as if I was the ghost and that it was really happening. Wow. And she was trying to explain to me, you know, this was her jewelry box. This was her jewelry box. And so I, you know, when it, like I said, it, it only probably lasts for about a minute, but it okay. felt like eternity. Cause it's, you know, kind of really in it. This was like the first couple of times it happened. And so I was kind of freaked out about it, you know, yeah. freaky. And, <laughs> and so anyways, finally, when I, you know, I kind of zoned my husband, he didn't know what was wrong with me. And so he's kind of holding me steady and I was like, there's something behind the dresser. And this tour guy's looking at me really. And I was just like, I finally I walked over. Sure enough, there was a little pink ribbon and it belonged to her. Wow. And so I put it on the uh, put it back on there. And I was telling the tour guide, please don't ask me to explain this, but please make sure you take this on there and you don't let it fall again. Yeah. And so um that was a little bit, I mean, that was a little bit freaky, but I think it was more that she just you know, wanted people to know that she was a part of that, you know, she's a piece of the fabric that made up that house. Yeah. And um, I think that her, um, her existence in the house kind of get clouded because um, the last one of the last people that owned this house before they started doing uh, putting outside was uh, the man that began the French mustard, um, uh, you know, French's mustard. Um, that was his company. And he was um, he was the last one to have it. His two daughters that um, kind of went insane in the house are also in the house, but they were fine. Um, but there was there was they had it, and they were very very centric. And so that whole town is full of funny stories about them. When that house was originally first built, it was built by an outlaw that was built like a tower that he was trying to hide away. And then there was this really cool carpenter that added this other stuff in. And then there was somebody that married this girl. Um, and I guess at the time she was like 13 or 14. So this was, you know, 1800s. 
and mid eight mid to late 1800s and then she died in childbirth so because you've got this huge main convict here and then you've got these two really funny eccentric here i think she just kind of got lost in the fabric and she's like i'm part of this history and so you know it was it was an interesting kind of freaky situation and you're always freaked out at the time that it happens yeah. but when then i pause and i think back about it i'm like okay she just she had a message to tell. And I try to think if I was in that position, I would want somebody to know, hey, I was a part of this too. You know, and and it could be she's like, why aren't y'all talking about me? Yeah. So how how often has that happened to you where you've gone into very rarely. Um, but when it does, and it doesn't last long time-wise, but it feels like it lasts long. Yeah. And it's at this point, it's not something I can control when it happens. Mm. Uh, yes. And I would think that I would be think, well, maybe it's because I'm in a historic place. Maybe it's because of this, but that has not always been the case. And so, you know, and again, it's like, gosh, I hope people think I'm crazy, you know, because you worry about it happening at some very inconvenient time. Yeah. Um, but what I found though, that there's always been a message involved. You know, yeah. it was never something done out of this. Even the lady who spoke through me in Canton, I really don't think it was done out of this. I think she was just trying to let somebody know um, that this happened. And it just so happens my husband is a retired cop. And so maybe she knew that. And she's like, I'm going to tell this police officer. Because if she's trapped on the mountain, even in the spiritual realm, she doesn't know that what's going off the mountain is that there is somebody in jail for this. And it was actually the name of the person that she said that she had, you know, hollered out. Um, but she probably just doesn't have any knowledge of that. Yeah. That is amazing stuff. You've, you've experienced that a lot. Yes. That is incredible. Oh. So is there any is there any more things you've experienced that are, have you got any other experiences? Because I feel like there's so much here. <laughs> there is so much. But there's also, I mean, you know, there's some things that you just feel like that it's part of life, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I, when I, um, when I, when I did, I actually had two near death experience once when my son was born and then four years later. And I remember the second one really well, which I know they say, oh, you don't remember. And even the psychic that, that like, because I, I went to a psychic after that to get help because I was seeing ghosts left and right. And mm -hmm. I wanted to go to somebody else who claimed to see them. And I actually had to go to a couple before I found somebody that was a real deal because I even had spirits saying, oh, they're not, oh, they're, they're scammers or this or that. Um, but I remember that, you know, it wasn't like I just temporarily floated out of my body. It was like I was sucked up and I was going through layers and I felt like I was in this cloud of iridescent lights and I heard just beautiful, beautiful, like singing that almost sounded like bells, but it was singing. And mm -hmm. I was surrounded by very, very friendly spirits. And I remember seeing shades of pink and purple and sparkly, just, you know, sparkly lights and being pulled closer, but there wasn't any significant time where they said you had to go back. Um, it was just, you know, um, you know, somebody saying somebody's crying for you and I woke up, you know? And so it was, 
it was when I um, went to finally found somebody who knew a little bit about this stuff. Yeah. What was explained to me is, you know, there's seven realms that you've gone through and you were already through the fifth and you were about to touch the sixth. And so um, why I wasn't taken then, I don't know. But I do feel like that there was a reason for it, even if it's just to be more outspoken out there, that there are people in the heavens that do love you, that heaven is real. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because there are a lot of people that may not be believers, but all this does is it's strengthen, you know, my belief. Yeah. And um, you know, just knowing and even when I think back, I'm just like, I'm I'm in awe that it happens. But I also know that um I tell a lot of times is when there's evil, there's also goodness. And it's like you almost can't have you can't have good without evil because you wouldn't be able to decipher the difference, yeah. which is really my book coma that's coming out um it actually takes place in um i'm just going to kind of give myself this little buffer but this may interest you it actually takes place the reason why it's called coma is people are in purgatory waiting to determine if they're going to live or die and um they talk through their stories and all the sins that they committed and it kind of goes through the different you know the nine sins but they actually they're in this casino and then they finally, they walk up to a bar where um, they they drink, their drinks continue to refill as they tell their stories. And then they see glimpses of their lives, the drinks, and the bad things they did, and some of the good things they did. And then they spin a, um, a slot machine and they get, um, it, it's Vita, Atrums, and Lacorum, which is life, death, or choice. And so they're gambling and some get to live, some, some get to die um some um some get the get the the chance to choose and so and then the bartender who's also aka the fairy man because he's because you know how you get the fairy man and so he um he escorts him and he doesn't know where they're going he's just there to listen and then he escorts them to their final destination whether it's heaven hell or um back to the elevators to go back to go back to the living that's cool i'm definitely going to read these books (laughs) Thank you. Definitely. Send me your information, and when they come out, I'll send you some copies. Thank you very much. When Coma comes out, and then I'll send you, until then, I'll send you one of the other, you know, I'll send you the other books. So just send it to me. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on the show. This is awesome. Thank you for coming on the show. That's amazing. Can I just ask another question? Sure. Um, So when you, see, was you actually in heaven? I believe that I was there. I don't, I think I was like close enough. They say that there's seven realms and I was on the fifth. I didn't, you know, can't say that I talked to God face to face or I talked to Jesus face to face, but I do know that I was surrounded by so much love and so much peacefulness that I did not want to go back. And you know, one thing that because I I did do some reading, and a lot of people say that they don't believe they don't remember what happened when they were gone, except maybe when they first woke up. But I still remember it, and I still like even when I'm feeling stressed or angry or anything, or you know, because I I I think it has made me a better person. I try to live more with kindness, but yeah. when I'm having those moments where it's just I'm not with it. I close my eyes and I think about those moments and I pray for those feelings to come over again. Mm-hmm. And they do. So 
I experience something very close to heaven, if not heaven at all. I experience, I think, a taste. I feel like God was saying, here, take a sip, but I need you to go back. That is amazing. So what do you feel like would have happened if you'd gone into the sixth realm? I I think I would have died. Wow. I know I would have. That's wow. Wow. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Thank you. And actually, I dedicated, because I was thinking about when I wrote Coma, there's these different sections. There's this, like, where the bar is. There's where the casino is. There's where heaven and hell is. But there's, like, this one extra point that I call it, and it's, like, the river of tears. And it's the tears that feed the what because there's these rivers that they have to cross, um, very much like kind of like Dante's A Divine Comedy, but they have to cross. And I have the tears of the people grieving them that feeds the, that that's the waters that feeds it. And so that's, you know, and that, that idea came to me when I thought about that. And, you know, I remember somebody distinctly saying, somebody's crying for you right now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Last question on that. Could you okay. feel yourself going through the different realms? You said there was seven realms and you got to the fifth. Yes. Do you feel yourself going through the stages of, I think I went too quickly because at the time I was imagery and I lost so much blood. And the problem was, was they were trying to give me blood, but um, it was just like, I was losing it as quickly as I was gaining it. And so it was almost like I was a straight shot. Um, I just, I remember the love and like, and I said, and I think they finally did something that brought me back. Um, because you know they had to resuscitate me and all that kind of stuff and um i do know the first time that i had a near-death experience i do recall that i just floated out but i didn't have something as traumatic as that it was when i gave birth to my son i had pancreatitis when my son was born this was during a second episode of pancreatitis and some female issues that i was having and and i think i was gone longer than i was the time before um, you know, it's like, so it's like, I always make the joke, I have two birthdays because it's like, I died this one day and then I came back the next day because it <laughs> happened over the, the night hour. So therefore I deserved a couple of birthdays. Um, <laughs> but I do think that, um, I, I think the first time I just kind of basically knocked on the door. I think the second time they yanked me in and pulled me all the way up and they're like, mm, no, not yet. You need to go back. Wow. That is amazing. It's very comforting as well that it's comforting that it's uh, a, in a strange way, a positive experience. <laughs> it really was. It really did change my outlook. I feel like it made me a lot more faithful. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I still sometimes snooze in church and I still sometimes procrastinate about going, you know, I'm human there. Um, but I do take more time to reflect. And I do feel like that I have more patience with people than I might have had before. I know that um, when I'm dealing with people and I can feel that they're angry at me, I am able to discern more and know a lot of times they're just mad about a situation. They're not mad about me. I haven't done anything. And I, I think that has made me a better person. And I think it's also not just, you know, in this realm, but I feel like that in my other personal life, because I always feel like I wear all these different hats in personal life. Um, and, you know, in my professional career, I feel like it's also made me more respectable because they realize, okay, it really does bother her. This really does give her anxiety, but she's not going to go off on someone, 
you know, and, and I think it's because of that situation. Cause I think that I'm able to see something that maybe not everybody else can see. And I think that's also when I'm de dealing with the spirit is I'm a little bit able to see their perception because I remember how things were, you know, in the eighties and in the nineties and even in the seventies compared to how they are now. And, you know, some of these female ghosts, they think we're dressing inappropriate. Some of these male ghosts are like thinking, you know, some of these people aren't pulling their way because their time realm that they live um, and they don't know time. And so it, it stands still for them. So right. they see this other stuff going on. They don't get that. And um, I think that's something, you know, even like dealing with people that are not from your cultural, you have to understand that. Well, if this is not something they experience, they don't know. And it's like that with the dead as well. Yeah. Wow, Gina, this has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Fascinating conversation. Thank can you. you. Can you tell the audience where they can find you on Instagram and find your work? Gina Linnell, uh, dot com, G I N A dot, um, I'm sorry, Gina Linnell, G I N A L I N E L L E. And I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. And I have my website, GinaLinnell.com, G-I-N-A-L-I-N-E-L-L-E.com. My full name is Gina Linnell Schaefer. But most people just refer to me as Gina Linnell, unless they don't know the name and they call me Lionel until they realize, oh, wait, that's a Lynn now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I've loved our conversation. Absolutely and amazing stuff. I feel like I could listen to you all night telling me these things. It's amazing. This was fun. We should do really it again. Fun. Definitely. And Send me your information. I'll make sure I get some books sent to you. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gina. Well, that's the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that one. If you did enjoy it, please share it. Share it where you can because that really does help us. So thank you. What can I say? That was an amazing conversation. Um, it definitely felt like the captain did not want us talking about him. It really did. I've got to be honest. Um, I've got no explanation for it. The disturbances in the technology did not happen at any other time throughout the show. It was literally just as we were talking about the captain. So that's very strange. Do you think that was an entity that didn't want us discussing him? I don't know. It's, it seemed like it. I'd love to know your opinion on it, guys. So get in touch. Let me know what you think. Um, thank you so much, Jeannie. You can check her out. Um, her links are in the show description so you can find her work. Check out her Instagram because she's got some amazing photos of um, pictures that she's taken where she's caught spirits in the pictures as she was discussing in the show just then. Uh, check that out, guys, because that's really cool. And check her books out as well. Amazing stuff. Thank you so much, Gina. I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. That's another show down. We will be back next week for more freaky conversations. In the meantime, stay safe and remember... Keep it freaky.